the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, last week, the show went normally. We'll talk about our guests in a moment. But this week, we had kind of an unusual issue. So, I have this computer. People think I have all new equipment. I have a five-year-old Apple iMac, five-year-old. So what happened to the five-year-old Apple iMac? It developed a bad hard drive, three terabyte hard drive. Now this should be no big deal, right? It's a special drive because it's part of a fusion drive where you mix a hard drive and a solid state drive to get of a performance boost, okay? Now, I know most of you don't care about this unless you have an iMac, which many do. And you have to wonder here, what if the hard drive fails? Can I fix it? And the answer is, yeah, you can, but you don't want to. And the reason you don't want to is because in order to open the case to replace the drive, you have to pull the display off the front, which is held by a special adhesive. So you have to pry off this adhesive and then undo, you know, very thin cable harnesses to get to the drive. Probably take an experienced technician 15 to 30 minutes to do. Then when all is said and done, it's not super hard to replace the drive. You then have to get fresh adhesive and carefully place the display on top of the case. Now, in terms of repairability, it's about a minus one. So most people, of course, would rather have the dealer do it, even if you're skilled at servicing computers. And they can charge from $100 to $150 to do that service because they're taking the risk. It's about an hour both ways, and you have to pay for the adhesive. That's really complicated. So I let Apple do it. And Apple charges for the replacement, I won't give you the price, less than the third-party dealers. A lot less. Do they replace your data too, though? They don't have to do that. I have three backup copies. In fact, I'd rather just give me the the drive and I'll I'll work it out. doesn't matter. What about the operating system? So is that back in? You can restore it yourself. It's not that hard. Okay, so there once the drive's magic, in there, you, there are ways you can... to retrieve it, to go online and retrieve the latest OS. You're not messed up. They will probably install the latest Mac OS on it. And then yeah, I can restore it. Yeah, because otherwise you couldn't do really much of anything with it. No, I can like do it. I can do it also. Anyone can do it. There's a recovery mode that allows you to go on the internet and download the operating system. So that's if that's it's me. installed on the hard drive, which I guess if the, you've got Apple to do it, it should be. So let's yeah, just they, they'll, they'll the put case. that on. They'll put that on. That's, and I'll just restore my data. Anyway, so I am using another computer right now. I'm using, remember, that computer is five years old. I have a nine year old Apple MacBook Pro. And this Apple MacBook Pro is obsolete in terms of Apple. It's a vintage computer, meaning they don't have to fix it. The operating system, it supports us two versions behind. But here I am running everything pretty much as normal with a nine-year-old computer. Well, those are pretty good. I mean, I used to sell 
technology, computers, in a computer store. And uh, about that time, those were really good computers. And then when those iMacs came out, we had, oh, God, I did, I, at least a couple of them a week coming back with failed hard drives. So that's know. unusual. You know, I had a 2009 iMac, which I kept for five years and it worked perfectly for the five years. I gave it to our former co-host, Chris O'Brien. And he had some situation where the room got very humid and there was water damage inside. But that thing ran like a champ for the five years I had it. And this one, once I replaced the drive, very little is going to go on it. And maybe I'll get another few years. I'll the point being another, here yeah. is that some people say Apple designs products for planned obsolescence. And it's not true. Those things last a good long time. In fact, Apple is suffering in some ways because people don't have to upgrade even their iPhones. They support iPhones for up to four years or so with operating systems. And they run. Maybe you may have to replace the battery, but they run. And if people are satisfied with what they have, why would they buy the new one unless it's absolutely necessary? Well, I'm running a Windows 7 machine with dual monitors, so you can imagine how old that is, and it's just fine. What are you running, Martin? Oh, hey there. Yeah, I have a 2016 iMac is what I do all my shows on. That's Martin oh. Willis, by the way, and he has a show called Podcast UFO. Welcome to the Paracast. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Which MacBook is it? Uh, hell if I know. It's a, <clears throat> I don't know what the size is, uh, maybe a 17 or something like that. Well, but, um, Apple, okay. I, Apple makes basically three lines. There is a MacBook Air. There's a MacBook, and then there, which has like a 12 and some odd inch screen. And there's a MacBook Pro which has a 13 and 15 inch screen. They no longer make the 17 inch. Mine's a 17 inch. They no longer make that. So depending on what you have, you still have a pretty good device to do this kind of show. So I'm basically doing what you're doing with a much older computer. I see. Yeah, no, it's a 21 and a half inch screen, the iMac. Okay, it's an iMac. It's not a MacBook. It's an iMac. Right, iMac. That's okay. what I meant to say. Yeah. Okay, the iMac has two versions. The 4K version is 21 and a half inch. The 5K version is the 27 inch. Yeah. And, and what makes it interesting, we'll go leave the subject. People say Apple sells gear at a high price. Go out and buy a 27 inch display, 5K resolution, if you can find one. All right. Now I had the price of a mid-level personal computer. Mid, mid to upper level personal computer and see if you can get that for $1,799, which is the starting price. The thing is here, nobody makes the 5K displays that I know of, except LG, and that's an Apple design. Mm, interesting. Yeah, well, I'm just using two 1080Ps. So, you know, going to 4K for me would be like, oh, you know, it's so impractical for most computing work. I mean, it's fine if you're watching like a 4K movie or something like that on a big screen TV. It looks like almost like you're there. But, you know, I'd, it's, it's just too high a resolution for most of the stuff that I deal with because you end up with these, everything shrinks down to half the size. And then when it doesn't you doesn't work it that up, way, it doesn't work, doesn't work that way. Apple sets it up. So you see it at normal size. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can see it at normal size, but then things become more pixelated. So, well, you know, it depends on whether the thing you're seeing is optimized for retina. And yeah, it has it. to be super high resolution. It has to support it. Otherwise, as you say, it's going to be kind of fuzzy. Now, right now, this is a normal screen here on my 17 inch MacBook Pro. That's fine. You know, it's sharp enough for what we're doing. We're not doing TV. Anyway, oh, yeah, sure. let's talk about last week's show because we've been introducing a lot of people on the Paracast that don't appear that often on other shows. And so we well, yeah. decided, you know what? Let's get these people like Kelly Farmer last week. She's a, a 30-something woman with a very, very deep interest in these subjects. And of course, we talk about so-called younger people. Are they interested in UFOs? Do they follow it and the paranormal as much as we old people? I'm not asking Martin Willis how old he is. He can volunteer that <laughs> in, our, in our next segment, okay? Anyway, on the Paracast this week, we'll be talking in our next segment with Martin Willis. The show he does is Podcast UFO. And of course, you're listening to Gene Steinberg and Jay Randall Murphy in an old, 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 did I say old, computer. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or F-L-A-S-H-R-O-U-T-E-R-S.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or FlashRouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-932-1789. 800-932-1789. That's 800-932-1789. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see what I mean? The voice in the computer that announces our stinger? It's very old. It's old. Very old. Sounds old. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Martin Willis, let's get you an official welcome to the show. We kind of talked to your last segment. So the big question we ask people is, what led you to get involved in the UFO field? Well, you know, I've always had a little bit of an interest in it, but not even... Uh, a big enough interest to, I don't think I ever ever even bought a book. I remember seeing a magazine all the way back in the early 1970s, Omni, I think it was, with a UFO on the cover, you know, reading an article and thinking, you know, it's it's interesting. Then back in uh, 2006, um, I'm in the fine arts and appraisal, you know, business. That's That's what I do for a living. And I was in Carmel Valley. And I was actually in a hot tub. I know people say, well, what are you drinking or whatever? No, but I wasn't. I just don't drink. So anyway, I was in the hot tub. It was about eight o'clock at night. So there was still, it was sort of twilight and something caught my eye. And I looked up and there was this perfectly shaped round disc with kind of like a blue, a blue glow around it. And it sailed past on a a straight trajectory and stopped 
And the thing that I found the most puzzling and I had never heard anyone speak of before was there was absolutely no sound. And that to me, like right off the bat was like, what, what, what is, what's going on? If I had a camera next to me, I would have never thought to pick it up and take a picture, but I didn't have one anyway. Um, People get so awestruck with when it happens and yeah. you're not alone in that in that feeling. So, so how close do you think this thing was? Like, was I would, if I had to guess, I, I would guess a thousand feet up, but I don't really know. You know, it was kind of like holding um, a quarter at arm's length, something like that. Okay, you know? so like at least as big as like a full moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it was, you know, the the shape of it was just as perfectly round as can be. And then it stopped and just stayed in one spot for, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds. And then it made another straight shot out toward Monterey. So I jumped out of the hot tub. I didn't know what to do. And the thought of looking online never even occurred to me. Uh, MUFON, I'd never heard of or anything like that. So I went in and I called the Monterey Police Department. And I said, there is an object heading over toward you. Has anyone seeing it or talking about it. And the woman asked me, what do you mean an object? And I explained about, you know, what I saw to her. And then I could feel the sarcasm. So she said, let me put you on hold. I'll get back to you. And I waited 15 minutes and I finally hung up. And so I, you know, it wasn't like this. Oh, I don't know. It's, it didn't like change my life or anything like that, but it was very curious. And I just didn't know what to think about it. And then the following week, I went into work at an auction gallery, and I was mentoring this uh, uh, a young gal there, and I really trusted her. And so I told her the story, and I said, uh, please don't tell anyone else about it. And uh, she said she wouldn't. And then like a day or two later, some people started teasing me. So, you know, I felt like shame about it or whatever. I never really thought much about it. But then a couple, I was doing a few other podcasts. I do one on fine arts and antiques. And then I was actually doing a comedy punk podcast too at one time in the California area. And I was on someone else's show in Southern California. And he, t he said, what's the weirdest thing that ever happened to me? And I brought up the UFO story and he was teasing me and, you know, talking about getting probed and all that type of stuff. And then um, he was doing like analytics on his website. And he said, Hey, you know, this UFO get some traction. And so I don't know what made me think to actually do a UFO podcast, but that's, uh, it's kind of like, well, maybe I should do that. That's interesting. And I started to really look into the, the topic. So I'm a newbie. Uh, it's eight years now, 2011, when that started, but I've wanted to try to stay as even keeled on the subject as possible. Um, and I actually had to boot a guest off once and that was not fun i did not want to do that but it was just too too much um when you say too much what you, because here at the paracast of course we've had people uh just you know they exit the show when we've uh, started asking some hard questions and stuff like that so mm -hmm. you know you're you're not alone here so feel free to describe this uh what happens give give us an example oh well i i'll, I'll keep them nameless at this point but he was Someone, yeah, we um, can call him like they do in politics, anonymous or whistleblower. <laughs> okay, <laughs> or the, the thou who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he he actually went into this. Well, he supposedly worked at NASA at one time, and 
Then he wrote a book about this encounter. He actually a sighting, and it just became for a, a kind of a an average UFO sighting, maybe a little extraordinary. It became so much of a big deal, like people showing up at his house, helicopter diving down at him, and it, it just was it was just too much. And and then you know, I had a caller calling and he said to him, well, why didn't you call the police? And then he went on to, well, the police are in on it too. And it was just, uh, that uh, was just over the line. And so I just said, you know, this is really, um, I think we're going to end the show right here. <laughs> oh, really? And, uh, you decided to end the show. Oh, yeah. that's very proactive. Well, uh, you're, I got a you're, lot of positive, a uh, lot of positive feedback and then some people that were really angry with me. So, um, but I don't like doing, I didn't like doing it. It's, you know, that was just one particular point where I just decided that was uh, enough. Well, I think that's really interesting. You're the third other talk show host now that we've had on in a row. We had uh, Katina Kyle from Radio Mysterious Radio, and then we had Kelly Farmer on from Explaining Esoterica. And they both take a very passive role and, and just let the guests kind of tell their story and let the audience make up their mind. So you're quite different in your style, and uh, I think that's really interesting. Kind of like us here, we have a few cases where guests left. In one case, it's the original host back in before 2010. And we had the guests on maybe a half hour, an hour. And after the introductory conversation, we started asking some of the more serious questions and questioned factually things he was saying. And he went on, well, I knew you people are after me. And he hung up the phone. Another <laughs> one, I'll mention her name. Paula Harris, and oh, yeah. she kind of ended the conversation a couple of minutes before we closed the show, and partly because of a controversy or disagreement over whether she supported the Billy Meyer contacts. Mm. And that was our first big controversy on the Paracast, where we had this guy, we all know his name, he who shall not be named, we decided not to mention him or or the other one on twice and we had thousands of messages boy was well i'm going to talk about your experiences martin willis podcast ufos the show it's gene and randall you're in the paracast <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com.
USA Radio News with Wendy King. In transcripts that were just released by the impeachment inquiry, Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman told the committees there was no ambiguity. President Trump's deal with Ukraine was a straight-up trade, an Oval Office visit in exchange for a public investigation into Joe Biden and his son. The president says, so far, the inquiry hasn't hurt him. But in no cases have I been hurt. In no cases that I see... Have I been hurt? The president's lawyers say they'll ask the Supreme Court next week to hear an appeal of lower court rulings allowing New York state prosecutors to obtain his tax records as part of a criminal investigation. The lawyer for former National Security Advisor John Bolton says he has brand new information that may be relevant in the impeachment inquiry about meetings and conversations related to Ukraine. This is USA Radio News. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-976-1460. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, Do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-976-1460. That's 1-800-976-1460. 1-800-976-1460. Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Martin Willis joining us this week. He's a fellow broadcaster, podcast UFO, telling us about the time that he had to end a discussion because the guest became a little too outrageous. You know, Martin, I kind of wish they do that sometimes on cable news where somebody says something totally stupid totally absurd and maybe it would be so much better if they would keep it quiet and just give it up mm-hmm. i know what you mean you mean like like for example with the president <laughs> you could just say no way we're, we're not doing this interview we're just see you later Probably switch to a commercial or something you know 
Yeah, I, I try know, to I stay off uh, politics on my show in particular because if I even hint at it, you know, you get a lot of email. I'm sure you probably realize that. Negative email? Uh, yeah, depending on what you say. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. But then again, I mean, ufology is political to a degree. You know, so they, we, I mean, we have presidents that have said that they would look into the uh, mm-hmm. UFO phenomena, and then nothing ever seems to come out of it. Right. And, but it does get brought up somewhere in just about every election. And, it seems uh, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of uh, this whole disclosure thing? I mean, that's very pol- political. I don't really know. You know, I mean, there are some people that will say, well, disclosure has already happened. I mean, it's as plain as, as day. Um, and then there's other people that, you know, think there's going to be a government disclosure. And I personally don't I don't think that's going to happen or if it's going to happen, it's going to be subtle or something. But there's I just don't see that the government's going to say, hey, look, you know, we've been lying to you all these years and we know something. You know, I don't think that's going to happen myself. Do you think they actually do know more than we do? I think there is a possibility that some compartmentalized segment possibly or you know i had chris mellon on my show when he first came out um with an article a number of years ago and you know he was involved in a a lot of the defense department you know segments that would actually know if something like this was going on he made a very interesting comment he said something along the lines where if something was into the put into the private sector then there would be no you know congressional power over it or any hearings available and we would never really know about it he said something along i'm paraphrasing but something along those lines and i think that's a good point well maybe i mean maybe if there was something released to the public and then that would give the public enough reason to put on the pressure to have congressional hearings i mean it it is possible to work that way as well Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But Christopher Mellon, he like he, he out of this more recent disclosure movement, to, if you could call it that, he seems to come across to me as really quite level-headed and and one of the people who's believable. I'm not sure about mm-hmm. Elizondo. He he seems to be a, a bit of a shapeshifter. I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I've met him and I've talked to him face to face, and um, you know, I said I said this on my show, and it's not a popular thing to say. But if he were a disinformation agent of some type, he would actually be a perfect one <laughs> for so many reasons. He's very personable. He looks you square in the eyes when you talk to him. Um, and um, he's highly intelligent. And, you know, he's got he's got everything it would take um, to do that. I'm not saying that he is. And I want to make that clear um, because I don't know. And the whole you know, to the stars. I know you talked about that last week with your guest. Um, the whole to the, the stars thing is is a, almost as puzzling as the UFO phenomena itself. In a way, there's just there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of questions, um, and I I kind of well I, I can't really get into too much detail, but I kind of passed along some questions to be asked of Lewis himself and uh, i'll just see where that goes well that's pretty reasonable and i like your approach uh, we need rational people 
And it's refreshing to get someone on a radio show who will take the time to question instead of just, you know, we've heard, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to diss anybody else out there, but when you do get talk show hosts who just are too accommodating and just when somebody says something completely outlandish and that you know from some sort of experience even a person with a, a modicum of experience in the field would go they have no idea what they're talking about this is obviously some kind of a con and the host just goes wow that's really interesting why doesn't everybody know about this you know it just kind of makes you wonder if the host has any credibility. Hmm. I got to, I could just tell you this really quick. I think it's kind of hilarious actually, but I had um, Lou um, scheduled to be on a show. It was live actually. And I, and the timing had to be just right. And there was all kinds of things happening. As a matter of fact, to the stars Academy canceled it on me and I was able to, I was able to get it back. Um, so I'm in this studio that I'm in all the time. I use every week. I turn off this iMac that I told you about uh, for every show. I only use it for the show and nothing else. And I never touch any settings in my studio. I came in a half an hour before the show to start going over notes and things like that. All of my settings were changed. Nothing would work. Um, I did the show. You couldn't even hear my voice. Um, I had to, it was, it's up on YouTube. Actually, it's still up there. Um, I had to do another show and then uh, do a voiceover. Um, but I could just barely hear him. It sounded like he was a million miles away. So I shut down my computer. Um, and I was really discouraged after the interview. And I came back down, I don't know, maybe a half hour later to edit. And I turned my computer back on, and all the settings were perfect. <laughs> that's the only okay. time that's ever happened. Yeah, it's just uh, so bizarre. Not sure how you would explain that one. Maybe Gene might have an idea. Maybe it was going through an update or something. Well, it's not, they don't do that like your your uh, PCs do. You know, they don't have that update problem. Well, they do do updates, and and when they when any computer updates something, that can cause issues. So. You know, I'm, but I don't know, Gene, what could cause that in a Mac? No, that's not something that would generally happen to a Mac. I mean, they're pretty trouble free. They don't have the complexity of Windows. I know people swear by Windows. Some swear at it. it. They don't have the complexity. So things like that, you don't have a setting change and then revert to the previous setting without some level of intervention, and you might have a problem, a system-related problem, that does happen, but this hardly makes any sense. Yeah, it really didn't make any sense to me at all. It still doesn't. Just but that just goes to show these things happen. People have these strange experiences. Now, since seeing this UFO, having your UFO experience, uh, if we could just go back to that briefly, when you saw this object would you call it a craft it was is that would yeah. you okay so we've got a craft now did it appear um in front of anything else like cloud cover or other buildings or landmarks no it's uh it was one of those california skies you know crystal clear no clouds 
and uh, no, there was nothing that you, you know, I mean, I saw it eventually go to the horizon, a tree line. Um, but, you know, you know, off the bat, it was just out in the open above me, really. And then when you said that it, it took a, it, it, uh, it moved from one position to some distance away, did it do that fairly quickly? Nope, it, it kept about the same speed, look, looking very slow, actually. Actually, we've gotten to our break now. Martin Willis, the podcast UFO. This is, of course, commercial radio. you got to do that sort of thing. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com, 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. 
If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Nevertheless, we persisted after that was a phrase I won't repeat as to what happened and how that happened. That's politics. Martin Willis telling us about his sighting and a little bit of disclosure and a few other things with Gene and Randall. Martin, why don't you pick up where you left off? Basically, I believe I was talking about the path of the UFO and sure. um, it was nothing. It just seemed like it was heading toward Monterey. And I have to tell you, as far as UFO sightings go, I've heard so many people tell their stories. I would say that I have a pretty boring story. It wasn't exciting. The only thing it was to me, it was like, wow, is this real? You know, what it, am I really seeing this? That type of thing, you know, but it, it wasn't anything spectacular. It didn't shoot off fast or, or um, wasn't doing any weird movements or anything like that. So it was kind of boring. I had a fireball sighting. You know, many years uh, back in 1987, I think it was, that was really amazing. Ten times more dramatic than that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of a boring sighting, but it's still, I would have to say that I couldn't explain what it was. And if we had something that would do what that did, it just seems like we would know about it. You know, the technology, if we had that type of technology. I mean, we maybe do, because when you're talking about a craft, that is moving fairly slowly and not performing maneuvers or exhibiting the kind of performance that our craft can't do, then it's possible that it is a craft that we made. So there are lighter than aircraft that we've made that can be very large, that can be disc-shaped if we want them to be, that could glow if we wanted them to be, and could be virtually silent at uh, some reasonable distance, like what you were saying. So. It doesn't sound like there's enough information there to say, okay, well, this was some sort of an alien craft, but it certainly does sound unusual. Yeah, I never, I make, I make sure that I never say that I think things are alien or extraterrestrial because, you know, after doing, well, you've done this show, Gene, a long time. After all this time, I feel just the eight years that I've been doing it is, I know just as much or less than when I started about what actually it is that uh, people are seeing out there. Tell us a bit about this fireball that you saw. Um, I was in a hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) You have a recurring Is is there any significance to the hot tub thing here? I guess I like them. 
I was out on my back deck. I lived near the Atlantic Ocean at this time of my life. And I was about three miles away from the Atlantic Ocean. And my uh, ex-wife was in the hot tub. She was facing me. And uh, again, something caught my eye. This thing looked like a round ball. It wasn't misshaped at all. It was like a round ball. And it was, you could see it turning and it had cracks with orange um, light, um, almost like a lava or something, just like cracks in it. You could see the thing turning and there were like sparks coming off of it. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen and so dramatic. Wow. And I said to my, my ex-wife three times, look, look, I yelled really loud, look, look, look. And by the third time she finally turned and saw it, you know, so it was about three seconds or something like that, possibly. So it's unusual because I mean, a fireball normally wouldn't appear that way or present that way if it, if it was as something like from a meteor for example like it maybe it was uh, re-entering space junk i don't know it was it was round you know which it wasn't like um it was almost like perfectly round it was a weird weird yeah that weird that thing. is that is quite quite odd i mean um uh, back in 1972 there was uh a fireball that came uh, up the valley where I lived, and uh, this was—it's actually known as the the Great Daylight 1972 fireball. I actually saw that thing. It was in the middle of the daytime, and and uh, we were out in the lake, and uh, I was with two friends, and there was a, a raft out there, and we were playing kind of King of the Hill and pushing each other into the water, and and uh, my buddy Trevor he got the better of the two of us, and we were both in the in the lake. Uh, just treading water, looking up at the sky when this thing appeared. And so we're looking at him and we're going, look, you've got to check this thing out. It's like, a, like, look. And of course, he thought we were trying to get him to divert his attention so that we could. <laughs> <laughs> and he would not look away. And oh, so he, he refused to believe that, that this had even happened until it was in the news later that day. Wow, that is funny. But it was an, an amazing sight. And it left the trail. It was very bright, glowing. Uh, you could tell the head, the the you know the head on it, and uh, it, it and then it just continued on right out of the atmosphere. That one, it didn't even blow up or hit the earth. So, well, pretty I amazing ran, stuff. I I I remember running in. I called the Air Force, uh, Pease Air Force Base, which is local um, to back here in the Portsmouth, New Hampshire area. So I called them and, you know, I couldn't get anywhere with them. I just wanted to know, um, you know, I thought, I thought I knew what it was, but I thought it landed in the ocean. And I told a friend about it. And he, the next day he said there was a, uh, a meteor that landed in China. And to me, it looked like this thing was going to go in the Atlantic ocean. Like I said, it lived three miles away. And I thought for sure it was going to, just go in the ocean nearby because it seemed very low. But, um, you know, it's, well, it would have made it a sound cold. if it was low, like the Chelyabinsk one broke windows and everything. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe it was much higher up than you thought and just larger. And it finally kind of burned down and hit China. But that's, a, that's a pretty amazing sighting in and of itself too. Well, it's Even though it's a dramatic. natural yeah. phenomena. Right. Much more dramatic than my UFO sighting. <laughs> for sure. But uh, I've, I've heard some great ones over this last, 
these last eight years, and I'm sure you have too. And it's 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 fascinating, and and, and what they are, you know, I don't know, but it sure keeps me going and uh, listening to people. Well, that's because out of all of the sightings that there are, you've got to know that some of them are true. And they're not just misrepresentations or misidentifications or fabrications. It is a real event of something truly extraordinary and strange and not made by us that came from somewhere. And even if we don't know where that is, it's not from around here. And it by all accounts, it's fair to call that something alien. I mean, we don't know if they come from another planet in our solar system. That's doubtful. Now they're talking about there's planetary systems around virtually every star in the galaxy. So mm. interstellar seems to be a pretty reasonable hypothesis. But uh, out of all the hypothesis, what do you think seems to be most reasonable? Well, I I don't adhere to any any one in particular, you know, um, I think, I think it's possible that it could be one thing, but I also think it could be a combination. And I know you're, you're probably thinking I'm just, you know, taking the easy road out, but that's really where I've settled on lately that I think it's possible that they could be, you know, more than one phenomena of some kind. Um, there is uh, there's an answer, though. There's definitely an answer to each and every one of them, w whether um, we'll ever find out those answers or not. There's definitely they're definitely something. Well, it, when, when I say reasonable, like I don't necessarily mean that, you know, you would have to settle on one explanation that you feel is the explanation. But it's sort of like I, I think and you, you would probably agree with this, that. There are a lot of competing theories as to what they are and where they come from. And down at, say, the bottom of the list, there are really outlandish ones like, like let's say, transports from hell. And yeah, closer to the top, we get ones like the interstellar hypothesis. Uh, somewhere up there as well, we've got the idea that maybe they're parallel universes. Mm -hmm. uh, we at least know that's possible now. So it seems to me that there really are better ideas than others, and that the higher you get up the list, the more likely those ones at the top are to be the right answer, even if we can't be sure exactly which one it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess if I had to choose a thought, I would probably say more of the extraterrestrial um, hypothesis, I guess, you know, and I, I mm -hmm. say that with reservations because, you know, I, I could, we could be totally wrong on that. I understand. Well you know what? We'll be totally wrong if we don't do our break. And a reminder, we have that other radio show we do every week called After the Paracast, only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. For more information, why don't you point your browser to plus.theparacast.com. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. At the end of the day, then, Martin Willis says, hmm, maybe extraterrestrial has some bearing on this. What do you think about abductions? Do you think they are part and parcel of the UFO mystery or something else altogether? Yeah, I started out totally on the fence about abductions in general, and but there's a, there's a number of them that I think are are very very credible. Um, you know, I mean, I'll have to say, you know, Betty and Barney Hill is very interesting. So is Travis Walton. I've talked with him a number of times, eye to eye, and I I I buy his story. I think it's it's very possible. Then the Pascagoula case, I think, is another one. Allagash. Those are all really, I think, have a, a lot to them. And then there's, you know, thousands of people that saying they are being abducted, you know, on a regular basis. It's a little tough for me to to swallow that pill, but I, I'm not going to say it's not possible. So I really don't know what to think about that, but it would just really make me wonder what type of agenda would be out there for these things to be happening. I really don't, I really don't know. There are different kinds of abductions as well and different sorts. I mean, leading all the way up to contactees, for example. So when, and, and this is probably something else I'm, I'm getting the feeling you would probably 
tend to agree with. And and by the way, when you were saying that uh, the interstellar hypothesis seems the most reasonable, I would have to agree. I don't know that it's my favorite one. You know, I think there's some more interesting ones that could explain things as well that I'd like it to be. But, you know, when you add it all up to the layer of reasonableness, that one seems to still come out on top. Uh, but when we start moving towards things like abductions, and we start moving towards something that uh, I would call the fringe, and it goes all the way out, and at some point, that's where you'll draw the line and say, okay, I think we've talked enough about this. This is getting too far out there. So when it comes to abductions, where do you sort of draw the line between what seems to be reasonable and what, what seems to be nonsense? You know, I had... I had someone basically, I re, when I was doing a recording a podcast, and it was a, a recorded one like you do and not live. Um, well, I switched to live about four years ago, I think. So when I was doing a recorded podcast, I did have someone that actually came to my house, and uh, we went to my studio and we recorded. So I did draw the line there um, when she was telling me that, you know, she was abducted on a USO and, you know, went under the water and, and then they, there were dolphins all around and stuff like that. And it was just, it was, it was too much. <laughs> when you so, say too much, like, okay, so the, the, was it the dolphins, you know, with that sort of the, it's the whole jump the shark thing up to a point, it seems like this could be plausible, but then when it goes into uh, dolphins and mermaids or whatever the case might be, then it's, then it's, you're getting too far out there onto the fringe. You know, it went, it went pretty far. I, that was just a small example of it. And I decided not to run the show basically. So you know, so I guess that is the point, you know, um, seeing Jesus on a craft or or something like that. I've heard people say stuff like that, you know, and I, you know, I just think I think it's it's too much. I'm a little bit I don't want to I don't know if it's delusional or purposely uh, talked about to um, get attention. I'm not really sure, but I know there are a lot of people experiencing something. You know, I don't believe it's all sleep paralysis either because there's things that happen during the day as well. There are sometimes there's witnesses. So, you know, I, something could be going on now that could be interdimensional. I mean, I don't know. Um, it could be that, um, you know, I'm not really sure what it is that these people are experiencing. But I, I have to say this, that if I mean, if you put yourself in the place of these people that are saying they're being abducted, I can't even imagine what it would be like to function in a normal world or try to be normal, so to speak. I try to hold down a job, try to, you know, go grocery shopping or whatever it is you have to do in life. And to have something like this going on, I don't know how anyone could even stand something like that. Have you talked to many people who are abductees going through whatever they go through? I have spoken to a number of people um now i actually had uh kathleen martin on last week who uh, i was actually at a conference when she first came out with the um with her side of actually experiencing abductions herself so she was on my show last week and i i said well what kind of it you know what kind of experience was it 
and uh, you know, what did you see? What were the beings like? And she said she had a very positive experience, and it hasn't happened for a long time. But um, it's a, it was a generational thing in her family, um, you know, going through her mother into her. That's another puzzle, you know, people talk about generational and and also um, the, the question I think about is, okay, so you get abducted. Well, why do you get abducted again and again and again and again? And, you know, the answer I've heard back from a couple of different people, they're saying that it's, you know, genetic genetic testing or, you know, there's our other people that go into, oh, um, you know, hybrid, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, that there's some type of involvement with uh, breeding in a way with a, to make a hybrid. Um, and, you know, that that can get out there pretty far. Yeah, that takes us to that takes us to Dr. David Jacobs. Have you ever looked into the work he does? Yeah, he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, and uh, the last time he was on, he he said a couple of things that were pretty far out there about, you know, hybrids moving into apartments or I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I I respect him. Um, I do think that. Um, some of the things that he he talks about are is a little bit uh, of a stretch. Um, nice guy in person. I've met him um, out in Phoenix, um, but uh, I can't recall exactly what our last conversation was. But uh, um, he hasn't been on the show now for a number of years. But but still, um, it's not like I wouldn't invite him on. But I I think he can get a little bit out there. You know, the last time we had him on, we talked about this and we were really quizzing him about his technique for hypnosis. And Mm -hmm. we mentioned leading questions and he said, roughly quoting, there are no leading questions. And again, you know, the alarms went off. Now, we had some pretty nasty reactions to Dr. Jacobs because there's this one abductee from... The other side of the world. Australia. Yeah, well, New Zealand, actually. But, oh, New Zealand, right. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm talking about. We're not going to mention her mm-hmm. name because then we'll get some letters. But it got pretty crazy where she was accusing him of everything in the planet, being right. a pretty horrible person, sending it to his employer and everything. And because it's so polarized, we get a lot of messages in our forums from people who were in favor of what she said and felt that somehow Dr. Jacobs from this side of the planet was able to abuse this woman from the other side of the planet magically through Skype. I don't know. Maybe it's like that scene in a superhero show where the villain Indigo in blue reaches her hand into the display and the guy at the (laughs) other end sees the hand come out and she begins to strangle him. So maybe that's that kind of influence But rather than go through that, I'll just say this. I agree with Dr. David Jacobs is out there. Of course, he's following the same work as Bud Hopkins. I would hope that we're not being put in a position where alien-human hybrids are about to take us over silently, but that would be one way to do it if we're going to look at that. Martin Willis is joining us with Gene Steinberg. J. Randall Murphy, you're in The Paracast. 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We can all agree these are troubled times, right? So do you know who's on your wireless network? Whether it's a big company selling your data or a foreign hacker, if you're not protected, everybody sees your information. That's why you need Flash Routers, a custom Wi-Fi router created for privacy. Flash Routers uses a virtual private network or VPN to protect your online activity from hackers, trackers, and large corporations. And not just one, but all your devices with one out-of-the-box setup. Plus, Flash Routers also enhances your wireless network performance and unlocks powerful router management tools to let you take total control of your network. Call or click Flash Routers today at 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. That's 1-866-509-5817 or flashrouters.com. Protect your wireless home network today with Flash Routers. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So speaking of out there, Martin Willis, do you think there are any human-alien hybrids? Maybe we're them anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not feeling that. Uh, you know, maybe I'm totally wrong. Uh, I, I went to, to a conference where there was some, I think there were six people that were claiming to be hybrid. They spoke and they came out, one of them came out and said she had a crayon drawing portrait of herself. And she said, this is me as a hybrid. And it's like, huh? (laughs) Their whole thing, I wasn't buying any of it. And I remember sending something out on Twitter or whatever. And I just thought it was really, unfortunately, I felt the whole thing was very much, I don't want to say sham, but it just was not. Nothing about it rung true in any type of way. And I got to tell you, they got a standing ovation. And it was the only speakers in the conference that I saw get a standing ovation. So people want to eat it up. So this brings up like two separate points here. We can can diverge, but but just to not diverge yet, we've got the issue of hybrids, genetic engineering and genetic manipulation. Now, all of that from a scientific perspective, is not all that unreasonable to consider. I mean, we are doing genetic manipulation right now. You can check out a show uh, on Netflix. I think it's called Unnatural Selection. You can now do this in your garage. You can order DNA and start creating animals with different traits than they would normally have. There's this one guy, he wants to make a glow-in-the-dark dog, and uh, he, he raises them and breeds them, and he's working on this right now as we speak. So, sounds cruel to me. I don't know. Like the, you know the, I'm not sure like a glow-in-the-dark dog, maybe it would be easier to see at night or something and wouldn't get hit by a car. Or, But I mean, we've been breeding dogs to become very different than they were a few hundred years ago. Oh, yes. Slowly over time. So, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say that if since we've been doing it slowly over time, that if we were able to do it in a way that the animal isn't suffering in any way, who might buy a glow-in-the-dark dog? I, I think it would be kind of cool, but... <laughs> they could never sleep <laughs> at night. Well, anyway. I mean, the, yeah. but the point is, I mean, who knows exactly what sort of scientific experiments these aliens are doing if that's what they were are doing at all i think it's possible that that's what they're doing but then you get into all the theories and the claims and how people identify with the aliens and it seems to me that it's almost like sort of how we've moved into an era where people are self-identifying with their gender whether they're male or female biologically doesn't make any difference so long as they identify with it so suddenly people are now identifying as being hybrids without any biological evidence to support it and then for some reason or another, they get some attention and they end up at these conferences. And this is where we diverge into the issue of conferences. 
<laughs> you know, we've seen some pretty crazy stuff. What is your opinion of the value of these conferences when that's the kind of people that are out there representing something that we would like to take more seriously? Uh, I I think there, you know, there are two sides to that. First of all, I think that there's a lot of value at a lot of the conferences I've gone to. And I think a lot of the value is in the hallways, too, um, between people talking and getting together and, and things like that. Not always uh, when someone's up on the podium and talking. But I do think that there can be some really good and fascinating speakers that have uh, you know, some amazing ideas. It is a, a shame to me. I know MUFON a couple of years ago had some very unusual speakers, and there was a lot of controversy about that. Um, and I think it's, in a way, it's unfortunate that there is a segment that is totally drawn to that the fringe side and um, are, are very excited about it. And I think it all has to do with you know, daily stresses of life and and a wish of a different type of life or the possibilities of one, you know, that type of thing. I, I try to figure out why people get so excited about things like, you know, hybrids and, and some real fringe topics, why they're so they're so well attended and they're and people are really, really involved in them. I wonder sometimes and I'm gonna bring up a few subjects here, Martin. If some of it is wishful thinking, whatever mm -hmm. organized religion isn't doing it for them, they need something yes. to believe in. So they seize upon this new religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are very, uh, are influenced very easily by something like that. And, you know, we've seen many times in the past where things have gone really bad. Um, when someone takes that too far um the the hail bop um incident in california you know i'm, I'm trying oh, to remember exactly yeah, when right. that was heaven's gate yeah heaven's that was, gate yeah that was pretty I mean, bad yeah definitely yeah. so that's where it can go to an extreme um you know i'm not saying that any of this what we're talking about has but that in particular that's what can happen you know when things go to an extreme and you know there are there's there is a cult like um, influence with some of this, and uh, I'm sure you've realized that um, over the years that you've looked at the topic. The other thing, of course, is the thing that I worry about most of all. We have the typical abduction where ET or whatever it is kidnaps an Earthling, takes them aboard their spaceship. Obviously, no concern for the personal privacy of a human being, like they look down upon them and subjects them to physical experiments that may or may not be painful. And I'm thinking here, if they are truly advanced, they came here from other star systems, whatever. Why would they need such primitive means to look into the populace here, especially if they are interested in hybrids or have any concern at all? or respect for an intelligent species, even if they're not as advanced. So at this point, I'd hate them if that's what they are, because they shouldn't be doing this. I think we're, in, we're looking at ways to deal with things like that non-invasively. Why should they be stuck in the 1950s? 
aliens, E.T. Really, really a good point there. You know, some people have um, talked about um, like an instrument passing over them or something like that, which is, you know, of course, not going to hurt them in any type of way, you know, and that seems like that would make more sense with the technology that they should have on board. And like you said, not the 1950s. Well, that'd be a tricorder, of course. (laughs) That's, you know, Dr. McCoy had it in the 23rd century, sir. But yeah, something like that, some kind of instrument that could scan you without doing anything invasive and get the information it needs. More to come with Gene and Martin and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. This is Fred. Uh, Hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump gave a speech in Atlanta on Friday. We're going to make 2020 a chance. We're going to give it really something. We're going to make it a chance that you take, but it's not a chance because you know exactly what's happening. But the president's visit to Atlanta brought protesters. Impeach and remove! Impeach and remove! The impeachment inquiry released two more transcripts in which top national security officials described the tension over backdoor efforts to deal with Ukraine run by Rudy Giuliani and endorsed by the president. Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman also said there was no question that the president was proposing a trade, an Oval Office visit by Ukraine's president for a public investigation of Joe Biden and his son. On Wall Street on Friday, the Dow is up six, the S&P up eight, and the Nasdaq up 41. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 
Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Raising our voices alone or together. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Fighting for victory on the battlefield and on the playing field. Seeing the world through new eyes and the earth from miles above. Redefining beauty, brains, and what it really means to be queen. Making ourselves heard on stage and on screen. Showing the way in Silicon Valley and showing up for others wherever help is needed most. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts. Preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. The other red herring here is a theory by some people, including a friend of ours, you might know him, Red Pill Junkie. A guy named Miguel from Mexico who really, really does some incredible columns. He did a newsletter for me some years back continuing his speculation where he compares in many ways UFO abductions here, near-death experiences there, and the resemblances are striking. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of him. I've never really looked into what he does in general, but um, that is and it's kind of interesting. I'm sure you've talked about that a number of times in your show, but and we don't need to waste any time in the show talking about it. But uh, so there's some type of parallels there is what it sounds like. The experience they're having with ET may not have an external cause. It's within us. Or mm. if we follow the collective unconscious theory that we're all responsible. Interesting. Wow. That gets us out there into, I mean, now we're getting out into these fringe again, I would call it in the new age, you know, starting to morph into the new age where we start considering things like Gene, you're suggesting their collective consciousness. I don't think that's no, a fringe. A, you had, of course, Carl Jung wrote that book about that subject. People like Greg Bishop have picked it up. Our good friend David Halperin, who's been on the show, and he's a person who's a retired professor of religious studies, really, really smart guy. And that's his point of view about UFOs, collective unconscious. Yeah, but what we're doing is going away from something objectively real to something manufactured by our minds. And then that that in turn leads us into the whole area of the uh, spiritual in quotation marks. And it's the beginning of that slippery slope. It's all really interesting and it can certainly be looked at academically, which is what I think David Halperin does. He's definitely an academic and uh, we can look at mythology academically. We can look at psychology academically, but then I think what we've done is we've just shifted the whole subject to something other than flying saucers and what we're dealing with in ufology 
is the idea that we've got aliens coming here in some kind of craft. We got two completely separate things going on there all of a sudden. Well, again, the theory here replaces E.T. for the most part. That's the cause of UFOs. Not saying that we are not being visited on occasion or will be visited in the near future, but saying this is what causes all this to happen. It's interpreted in cultural ways. So it's an alternative theory, not necessarily something that exists side by side. Martin, you were gonna. You had something you wanted to inject. Yeah, um, Jacques Vallée said something like that recently. He was in a movie, and I actually had him on my show, but I didn't get into this. But I did want to talk to him a little bit about it. But I, he wasn't on long enough. He was only on for half an hour. But um, he said something along the lines of what you're talking about, um, sort of manifested in um, in the mind and in, in the psyche, and and not you know, a physical craft. And, you know, if he and I had gotten into the topic, I would have, uh, he's not actually saying it's every sighting or anything like that. he never mentions that. But if someone were to say along those lines that all the sightings are, then I'd have to say, well, what about the mass sightings? You know, when there are so many people seeing the same thing, it can't be, you know, mass hysteria or mass, you know, uh, whatever it is. I can't remember what they called it. Um, or a mass hallucination or something. Yeah, mass hallucination, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't buy any of that. I don't I don't think that's the Phoenix Lights or anything else where there's been um, you know, Tin Tinley Park or any of those sightings where there's been, you know, hundreds and hundreds of witnesses seeing it all at the same time. I don't I don't believe that's, you know, a mass hallucination. If it's collective unconscious, it should not be restricted to one person though. Hmm. Well, there's no reason for it to be restricted in that sense. If collective being all of us creating this phenomenon, then again, there have been cases where some people see the UFO and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at the same thing, supposedly. Yeah. But there's also cases where, you know, there's other um, data, you know, for instance, radar or, you know, another uh, you know, pilots seeing something and then it's also seen on radar at the same time. You right. Know, the radar visual cases, that's pretty hard to, to write off as some sort of, you know, manifestation of the mind. Um, I can see, though, however, like Gene, I think you make a really good point about the 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 idea that people's uh, personal worldviews and how they look at the phenomena and how they think about it create a cultural reality. But I think that a cultural reality is something entirely different from an objective reality, like a, a flying saucer off your starboard wing. You know, like two totally different concepts going on there. Martin? Oh, I was, I was thinking you were addressing Gene on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, it's really something else to look into of the possibilities but um i i just i don't think it's a catch-all myself i think that um you know i as i said i think there's probably many things going on but i really don't know i had a guest on oh i don't know a month or two ago who has a pretty good argument for what people are calling grays and seeing as grays are time travelers 
And um, I thought I figured I could poke a bunch of holes in his theory, but he was very good. Dr. Michael Masters is his name. Uh, okay. Very, yeah. Right. Okay. Very interesting and um, and very thoughtful. Um, he's put a lot of time. He actually had a a team working with him um, at the university when they when he was writing this book. So it's uh, it's fascinating his idea on it. You know, when I think about possible time travelers, I can't forget that wacky TV show on the CW, Legends of Tomorrow, where you have these low end superheroes traveling in a time machine spaceship called wave rider they go back through time to right wrongs but because they're so imperfect and so wacky they sometimes create new problems and that goes back to the uh, theory here that if you go back through time any slight change you make can have a huge impact in the future or do you create a parallel reality hmm I know that's that's really something to consider. Um, I did I did ask him about what is it called the grandfather paradox? If you killed your grandfather, you'd never exist. Sure. That type of thing. And he, I believe that's what he broke into is what you're saying the the parallel um, running along because it had to have you had to be here to be able to do this. Exactly. That that's absolutely the case. I mean, temporal mechanics is uh, enough to give certain starship captains a headache, but uh, generally it's more a sci-fi trope, I find, and that it's really not portrayed the way that it could, at least logically, could happen because of the way that time works. A, a lot of people are confused about what time is, period, let alone how it could possibly work to go backwards or forwards. But really, it boils down to the idea that it can only really work if you bring into it the idea of alternate universes, not alternate dimensions. Dimensions are a whole other concept, but alternate universes, parallel universes, yes, it could work out that way. But then it would only really be sort of a, an illusion of time travel. Uh, in other words, if you have another universe, that is not as evolved as this one and say another universe that is more evolved than this one if you come to this one from the more evolved one it would seem like backwards time travel and if you come from the one less evolved it would seem like going forward before we get too parallel with our descriptions randall martin jean you're in the paracast <laughs> For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Message and data rates may apply. Help, seriously, I am too young for hair loss. My hairline keeps creeping back. Receding? I've got this bald spot. Uh, it's thinning everywhere. I'm gonna have to give up and shave it. Dude, put down the razor. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is about to give you your real hair back permanently. Don't ignore the signs of hair loss. Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals all the signs and a free gift card to anyone who texts KIT88 to 85850. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Plus, since Bosley has new non-surgical options, you owe it to yourself to text now for an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, no matter what level of hair loss you have. Text KIT88 to 85850. K-I-T-88 to 85850. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? Ninety-two thousand dollars ouch the irs left no room for jake to breathe they put a lien on my house took all the money out of my bank account took money out of my paychecks so it was a nightmare he needed help fast i figured that all these companies were the same until i called federal tax management you could just tell they knew what they were talking about right then and there i felt like i had some hope stop the liens levies and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special irs programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt so how did it go for jake they did what they said they would do they came through for me i ended up saving an unbelievable amount i was so jazzed i was extremely happy if you owe more than ten thousand dollars in back taxes Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. The easy theory, of course, is that when you change time, that's what really happened. That's part of the reality. 
that gets to be confusing too. So yes, you have this thing going on, but then the time traveler comes and writes the wrong or what would it be? It was meant to be that way. Or as in certain movies, when you make a change, like prevent somebody from dying, what will happen is they will die, but in a different way. My head's starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't there Just... a, another sci-fi movie about that? What was <laughs> they made three of them? Oh, my! Uh, uh, oh, it'll come to me later. But it's essentially where people have a premonition about dying, and then for some reason, some of them are saved. And then death goes after the survivors because they're meant to die. So there was, uh, I think, three movies in the series. And Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, yes. Uh, and I, one think of, they, I think they actually made seven movies or something. Oh, did they? Okay. I think they did. They might yeah. have made more. Yeah, I remember what, one of them was very vivid. It has one of the best uh, car accident, highway accident scenes I've ever seen filmed on TV, where it just every little bit of synchronicity adds up to being this really tragic accident that this person has a premonition about right before it's going to happen and decides to avert it and survives. And then, of course, it goes on from there. Okay, the movie series is Final Destination. First there it is. That's it. In 2000. Here's the plot, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Let me do the plot before you go on. After a teenager has a terrifying vision of him and his friends dying in a plane crash, he prevents the accident only to have death hunt them down one by one. Martin? That's it. Yep, that's the one. I mean, those make great movies in a way, you know, I mean, yeah, they're grade B sort of sci-fi ish, but they're, you know, that, that I find, I find it entertaining whether it's possible or not is a whole other question. You know, the, these are the only ways that I can see time travel as being possible is how we were describing it earlier. Once you contemplate it enough, it all seems to make pretty good sense how it could it, time travel could appear to be possible. I was looking, by the way, at the cast list of Final Destination. I do not recognize, I'm going down the yeah. full list here, anybody yeah. in that still list, works. except for Ali Larder, who's been on TV under a number of different roles. I think in Heroes was one example. Also, uh, Pete Atherton. Um, no, that's, that's not the one. That was William Atherton. No, I don't recognize these people. So it's possible after the first three movies... That was it for them. Uh, if, I think they were very successful movies, actually. And yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit cultish out there, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it did pretty well, I think, for for what they were. Well, think yeah, about I here mean, the producers and actors in Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch Project. I know oh, what happened to yeah. them. Just the low, low budget. Uh, it's just unbelievable what happened with that. Um, have you ever heard of Dean Aliotto? Uh, elaborate. Uh, he did a, a very similar, like Blair Witch, many years ago. And uh, it's the funniest story. It was about an abduction, um, an abduction happening. And he had a budget. He was right out of high school, had a $6,000 budget he did this movie with. And when the film was going to be reproduced the warehouse where it was going to be uh, printed at burned down so he thought well there 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 that goes that's a done deal and all that well i guess a copy or two 
uh, survived and it got going on the internet. Um, and actually people actually did a talk in the conference as all of this being real. So he had to, he had to say, Hey, wait, this was me. I did it, you know, as a movie <laughs> right out of high school. Uh-huh. And he had people arguing with him. He would say, well, my family knows that family and you know, they're gone. <laughs> you know, he had people arguing with him on, on the internet saying that he was just a, uh, a, a work for the government, your disinformation agent. Uh-huh. You know, it's really hilarious. Wow. That, uh, th- that's where this field can go. You know, some people have really, um, when they get vested into something, they don't want to let it go. And I've seen that uh, a number of times. Um, you know, I, I have to uh, say there has been someone in the last few years that I guess I could say his name because he makes it public. Um, Peter Robbins, and he actually took his book um, out of publication and out of out of press. Left in Eastgate was a that, the, the book, book. Yeah, that's right. and he yeah. wrote a letter. He wouldn't talk to us on the air about it, although he's been on the show. He wrote a letter explaining why he became disenchanted with his co-author. It's not the first time things like this happen. I think some of our listeners know. There's a certain episode of the Paracast for reasons we won't discuss now. We withdrew from circulation because mm-hmm. things that we expected or were led to believe were not quite correct. Yes. Yeah. I, I've done that too. I've withdrawn uh, one in particular because a, a woman was on my show talking about drones and she said the FAA is putting in a trillion dollar new radar system. I said, are you saying trillion, trillion dollar? And how come we don't know about this? And so she goes, no, it's true. And I said, okay. I said, "Um, I'll expect to get an email from you tomorrow with that information. And it didn't come. And I, so I wrote it back. I said, I need that information. I'm going to withdraw your your show. And that's what I ended up doing. Wow. That's pretty hard line. Actually, I think it's a good trend. And it's like we had uh, with Katina Kyle on from Mysterious Radio, and I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but really positive person. She does the Knoxville UFO conference, and she has decided that for her next one, she's scaling it back, and she's only going to get people who she considers are serious UFO researchers to hmm. attend. And she's doing away with all the carnival. Wow, that's that's amazing. Good for her to do that. Yeah, that's what we thought, too. And th- but then at the same time, uh, we had with Kelly Farmer. Now, she is from a show called Explaining Esoterica. And the more that we started talking with her, the more we started learning about this whole field called Esoterica. I thought it was just a convenience term at first. But apparently, over in Europe, they're taking it very seriously. And they're, it's, it's gaining academic acceptance over there within the humanities. So we can look at all of this crazy stuff that we call, and, you know, excuse my terminology there, but just, you know, all the wild and crazy stuff out there. And we can just look at it objectively. We can stand back and say, well, we don't have to be a part of it, but we can recognize that it's part of the culture. And then we can card catalog it and and identify it and draw the relationships between what these groups of people think compared to what other groups of people think. And that in and of itself can be pretty interesting. That is interesting. And do you call UFO sightings esoteric or do you call them 
you know, something that is, I mean, I don't consider them paranormal or really esoteric, really, when there's uh, so many people seeing things. I'm not really sure if that's where they actually belong. That's an interesting observation. I tend to share with you that I would say that UFOs or the subject of ufology, I'd say it falls within the paranormal, but I would say it falls outside the supernatural. And generally speaking, esoterica, it could be in there with a bunch of other stuff. If, if I understand you correctly, though, you're looking at it similar to the way that I do in that look, this should be a scientifically explainable phenomenon Mm -hmm. because it appears to be an objective reality. And when we go back to the original investigations by the U.S. Air Force into this and how it was defined, what we are dealing with when it comes specifically to UFOs are alien craft. So there might be all kinds of experiences and phenomena that people have that make them think that they saw an alien craft, but that's not what it is. The core subject matter is still that alien craft. It's not something supernatural. If we had one, we could weigh it, we could tell what it was made of, and we could probably, with today's technology, figure out how to reproduce one. Maybe you're pushing it a little too far there, Randall. Remember, if this craft has traveled through interstellar space and they've been around for a while, we may be able to reverse engineer or understand their technology at the edges. But I think it's pushing it to say, well, you know, it's the night vision goggles that Colonel Corso is talking about, which was, of course, absolute nonsense or transistors or things like that. Now, speaking of advances, by the way, Microsoft has an advance in quantum computing that's expected soon. And maybe I suggest you look it up online, not necessarily for the show, but Martin, Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains 
contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, I guess we've moved into, because I forced it uh, with Randall, if there is an alien or an alien visitation project going on here where they are here, how far advanced are they anyway? And are we as smart as we think we are in trying to figure out their technology? Is that for Randall? It's for Randall first, but you can jump in. By the way, Gene and I get into this fairly regularly. And I have the view that I, within the universe that we occupy here, there's physical laws and physical rules, and there's a limit to the number of combinations of physical things that are out there. If we look at the periodic table of the elements, and even if we fit in the ones that we haven't found yet or have to manufacture, there's only so many of them, and they can only be combined in so many certain ways. And we can see all the way down now to the subatomic level using scanning electron microscopes and stuff like that. So when you can see down and manipulate things at the atomic level, there's really not much that you can't figure out. It might take you a while, but you can do it. So I think there's a certain ceiling to the possibility of technology in our universe. I don't think we can assume that something like Moore's Law can just continue on until infinity. There's going to be some point where all that can be invented reaches. Like There's things that just can't be invented beyond that because we just don't have what it takes to do that. But we thought about that. For a lot of years, I think some in the late 19th century figured that nothing more can be patented because we've invented everything and you're just repeating it. Well, I think we have a long way to go before that. You know, we reached that level, but but I can see how in principle that it it could be true. How about what do you think, Martin? Well, I know we've taken a, a, a sharp turn north as far as technology goes since you know, say 1900, um, well, since the Industrial Revolution. But this last century and, say, uh, mid-century, mid-20th century forward, I mean, you see the advances. I understand what you're saying about a ceiling, but also keep in mind that uh, I think uh, Gene mentioned quantum computers. I mean, that's going to be a whole new ballgame artificial intelligence and all that, how that can grow beyond anything we can possibly imagine. You know, I had a sort of a UFO debate with uh, Dr. Seth Shostak recently from SETI. And uh, I think it's kind of a shame when someone of science can think that we've already discovered everything we're going to discover and that there's no way that 
anyone can travel the stars and, you know, physically can't be done unless there's an enormous amount of energy and not uh, thinking along the lines of just looking at us in the last 50 years and how our technology has grown and how it's going to replicate itself and grow beyond anything we can imagine. I don't know what the ceiling is going to be, but it's going to be a very high ceiling, I think. The point being also, I think, that what you see in Star Trek is the 1960s view of what the 23rd century is going to be like. And I think we'll have surpassed that in 50 years for the most part, maybe except for interstellar travel. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about uh, what was that thing where they put you down on the planet? What was that called? The transporter? Uh, the transporter. <laughs> I mean, we're working on that now. Where our molecules are taken apart and put back together. I don't know if that, I don't know. Who knows? They well, make sure that, that when you do this, a fly doesn't come into the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I saw that. I saw that back, I think it was on the Twilight Zone first or something, or maybe just an early movie called The Fly. I think that's what it was. Yeah. There was the original character. I think Vincent Price was in it, and David Hedison played the guy who becomes the fly but obviously in star trek the transporter is capable of reading your molecules or and reassembling them Mm -hmm. down there on the planet and it doesn't make mistakes except when it throws you into an alternate reality yeah well i mean the thing is is although we might think that something like the transporter is completely sci-fi and and it was invented as a convenience for the show because apparently in gene i think you probably you know could correct me on this if i'm wrong but they just didn't have the budget to create the whole shuttle taking off from the ship and landing sequences and all of that and so they someone came up with the idea i'm not sure who it was you know probably nimoy uh that you know let's try this out and it, and it worked really well well now I don't think Nimoy, though, what Nimoy did, what he created for Star Trek is the greeting. Oh, yeah, for sure. They had this episode called a mock time where Spock gets, quote unquote, the seven year itch. Yeah. Has to go back to Vulcan. And so he greets the high priestess and he used this symbol. It's based on something he saw in a temple, he's Orthodox, he was Orthodox Jewish, and he based it on something he saw in the temple when he was a child. So that kind of influence, but I think in terms of the transporter, it came out, as you say, because they couldn't afford to have all these elaborate special effects. They did what they could on a limited budget in the 1960s, and they made these sacrifices. Well, according to some of the scientific uh, articles I've been reading over the last few years, they've actually been able to transport things called buckyballs, which are you know slightly larger than just subatomic particles, uh, teleport them from one place to another. And that is pretty amazing stuff. I mean, to transport something larger like a human being, you know, they say would take the energy of a star or something like that. But I mean, we've gotten really good at making things use less energy and become more efficient. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's possible. Well, they've already thought of ways to possibly create warp drive without using planet or star-sized energy. So I would think they could scale it down and make it work. 
But isn't it interesting how that show has influenced so many scientific developments? There was a book out yes. once called The Science in Star Trek or something like that. It's an approximate title where they go over what they did in the 60s and what, of course, they might be coming up with based on that from the StarTech mobile phone to the tricorder, which would be like an iPhone and an Apple Watch, having all those sensors. Well, you know, it's it's along the lines of, you know, you have your vision first, and then you try to create what it is you're visioning. And uh, that, that also leads me to another thought, if it's okay if we diverse a little bit from that. Proceed. Oh, yeah. um, and that is uh, to the stars. We were talking about them earlier. I've asked this question of Alejandro Rojas, just seeing what he knew about it. And that is, uh, they say that part of what they want to do is to be able to observe and replicate technology. And I don't understand that. I mean, um, just because you would see, for instance, the Tic Tac out off the Nimitz uh, make these incredible maneuvers. Uh, what was it, 28,000 feet down to a few feet above the ocean in less than a second? It doesn't mean if you observe that, how can you possibly replicate it by observation? I don't get that part of their claim of what they're an intending to do. And I wondered what your thoughts were on that. I know you're interviewing me, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, we're, this is a discussion. I mean, we're, we're very unconventional here. We go back and forth and. and yeah, sure. No, I think that's a really good question. What do you think, Gene? Well, we're going to break in a few seconds, but there are no defined roles here. We've had some okay. guests come here and interview us. <laughs> okay. You know, we will, from show to show, vary the pace based on what works best for that particular session. It could be just talking shop. We've done that, too. Here, it's three crazy guys sitting together and trying to figure out the meaning of the universe. More meanings of the universe after these meanings. Martin, Gene, and Randall, you're in The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com.
Join me, George Norrie, at the Health Freedom Expo October 25th and 26th in Tinley Park near Chicago. The Health Freedom Expo is an incredible weekend exploring the latest in natural and alternative medicine with more than 100 lectures, workshops, and exhibits. Meet leading experts including Patch Adams, Lisa Oz, Ocean Robbins, Doc Wallach, Aaron Elizabeth, and so many more. Plus, I'll host a luncheon and discussion on natural healing breakthroughs. The Health Freedom Expo can help you learn to achieve a naturally vibrant and healthy life. Join us to explore how you can take your wellness into your own hands and meet others who are doing the same thing. Get your tickets today at TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. That's TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com or call one 658 3976 That's 1-888-658-3976. TrinityHealthExpo.com or one 658 3976 This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Martin Willis was going to segue away from what we've been talking about. What do you have in mind, sir? Well, that was it, basically. I just wondered what you thought about the claim of observing a craft doing unusual things and their claim of TTSA saying that they wanted to observe so they could replicate. I don't understand the the thought process of that. Again, it goes back to what Randall and I were talking about. Just observing something doesn't mean you can duplicate it. You got to get your hands on it. We don't yeah. even know 
and this opens up another can of worms, we do not even know if what we are seeing is the actual object or whatever. It could be something we interpret in the ways we want or in the ways that fit our cultural background. It could be something they are creating for our benefit because we could not understand them in the way they are. Who is to know? So how could we possibly base a technology with so many unknowables? That's a really good point, Gene. We got talking about that a bit with our, one of our other guests, Kevin D. Randall, which I'm sure yeah, everyone here is familiar with. And I brought up the idea that maybe what we're dealing with, with this Tic Tac, is our own technology, but it's not what we think it is. It's some sort of advanced countermeasures. And it may not even involve a physical craft, but something that just simply looks like one, a holographic projection of some kind. Something like that could be made to perform the way that it was observed to perform. And it would explain a number of other sort of interesting facets of that whole affair. How would it show up on radar? Well, radar can be spoofed various different ways. Uh, they do have training exercises where radar is spoofed. Plasma can show up on radar. And if you're creating a hologram using some sort of plasma, and this goes all the way back to something like the Benowitz cases where uh, the Starfire range, if you've ever heard of that, where they were doing experiments with uh, particle beam weapons. So uh, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that we ha already have the technology to create holograms. Now, if we can spoof radar, create holograms, what more do you need? And I go with a rule of thumb, if we can create the technology, then we shouldn't jump to, oh my God, aliens, because it's more likely that it's something we created than it is something alien. Well, and I was, but that's the whole problem these days. How do you tell the difference? I don't know that, like Gene says, unless you get the craft, and you get it into the in, to the reverse engineering lab, I, I don't know that there really is any way anymore to tell the difference between uh, what we would call a genuine UFO and something uh, fabricated to look like one. Let me just try to get your thoughts there, Randall. You're thinking that this could possibly be a hologram image followed by uh, a plasma readings of radar you know, okay. or other and, means of spoofing radar, depending on the situation, yeah. And, and what would be the purpose to show up in front of a, a, a training uh, situation with well, the you Navy? Just, you just answered it. It's a training exercise where they were, were probably... Now, if, if, this, if this hypothesis is correct, it was part of the training exercise, only it involved technology that even people... And most of the people within the training exercise weren't aware of because it's so super secret. And what you had there is you actually had some people on board the aircraft carrier, people who were responsible for monitoring the radars and the follow-up, the drives where they keep the data. People showed up and took those what they call bricks out of mm -hmm. the ships. Yes. And, and so it's as if they knew that this was already going to happen. There was also an incident where this uh, Tic Tac led the pilots back to their rally point as if it knew that they were supposed to go there after getting the instructions to do yes. so. Now, who else would know that And but people on the ship who were actually in in part responsible for creating the training exercise. And the whole thing was a training exercise. I mean, that is indisputable. They just got this, 
sort of mystery instructions to go, we've got this real world tasking. But it's very possible. And in the past, this has gone on with the military, that they have had highly advanced technology that they've used as part of training exercises and other exercises that other departments don't know about. They had, for example, the Skyhook balloons, and that was a Navy thing as well. And they were reported as UFOs, and the Navy let them be believed to be UFOs because they didn't want anyone else to know what they were really doing. And so if we've got the technology to do this, well, maybe that's what it was. And Kevin D. Randall, he's a military guy. He says, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So who knows? Well, Randall, I'm not buying it. I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Well, so, it's uh, a, no, it's a, it's another it's another possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it seems like there's a, an awful lot to answer for. But, um, you know, I like to keep an open mind and, you know, maybe that's that's another theory to look at. Yeah. I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense. Now, I don't think, however, something like the Washington, D.C. 52 cases can be explained that way, where suddenly you have these uh, craft or glowing balls of light that surround an actual jet interceptor that's been vectored to them on ground radar from two separate ground radar stations and then has that jet lock onto it with its radar too. Uh, and back in those days, we just didn't have that kind of technology to be able to do that. So something something is definitely going on. But, but, but these days, I'm not sure we can tell, you know, what it is. The real thing from the fake thing. Yeah. And, you know, the, some of these, you know, uh, the specifics about what people saw had been happening for for many years, and you know, there's a lot of people that will argue um, that all triangle sightings are, you know, military, you know, black projects that uh, that we just don't know about. And you know, I I I disagree with that. I mean, I think it's certainly possible that some of them are, but are you thinking along the same lines as that, Randall? Well, I'm thinking more along the lines of like even where Gene was going, where he was saying, well, I mean, even if these are alien craft, we have reports of them shape-shifting. So now we have what's called active camouflage under development with our own military. And mm -hmm. it's some of it is pretty amazing. So if you can get a, a craft that can make itself look like anything it wants us to think it looks like, then your point, your original point of what can we learn from observing it becomes very, very challenging. I mean, it, when you've got a star or a meteor or something like that, okay, you can do a spectrographic analysis. Uh, if you've got something that's maneuvering in the air, you can maybe surmise a certain number of things from the principles of aerodynamics, that sort of thing. But if you've actually got aliens that can make their craft look like anything we want it to and do anything they want it to, or if it's not even real, some sort of holographic projection, whether it's our own military or the aliens, because they could be doing it too, there really isn't a way we can surmise what's going on. You know what's going on? we got this break. More to come with Gene Randall. And Martin, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Two key Trump administration officials have told impeachment investigators that they witnessed White House discussions with Ukraine, a meeting in the White House for an investigation of Joe Biden and his son. Meanwhile, President Trump continued his attack on the whistleblower. So the whistleblower is a disgrace to our country, a disgrace. And the whistleblower, because of that, should be revealed. The president's accusations about the whistleblower prompted the person's attorney to send a cease and desist letter to the White House, warning that as a direct consequence of the president's irresponsible rhetoric, their client's physical safety is now a significant concern. The lawyer for former National Security Advisor John Bolton says he has brand new information that may be relevant in the impeachment inquiry about meetings and conversations related to Ukraine. This is USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771. 
for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We're having a good time here with Martin Willis of Podcast UFO. Been around the UFO field for a while. Hmm. Of course, it may be that E.T. comes from the Q continuum, where they have full control of matter and can make anything into anything. Well, you know, we were talking earlier, we touched, touched on the Tic Tac UFO, the Nimitz case. One of the questions I had sent along to hopefully be answered is why in this particular case were some people with seemingly less information being told to sign an NDA and people that observed it directly not? I mean, that to me, that's a real puzzle. Well, I mean, it fits with the, um, the countermeasures uh, hypothesis because uh, you might want some of it to leak out to your and other enemies that uh, you've encountered this type of alien craft and are, are studying it, are following up on it in order to keep them from thinking that you have developed those kind of countermeasures, right? In other words, if it gets out that it's some sort of advanced countermeasures, you've kind of blown one of your, your secret weapons, right? If it gets out that it's a UFO, well, that kind of throws a real red herring into the whole thing, doesn't it? That goes back to the James Carrion theories back in World War II and beyond, the Rosetta deception and the Roswell deception, that we did a lot of these things to spook the Russians. Mm. You know, another, another puzzling thing, and that is a name you probably never heard of, possibly Kurth. Have you ever heard of that name? Lieutenant Kurth. Elaborate. He was uh, actually the first witness um, to the Tic Tac UFO. And you've never really heard anyone talk about him, right? Um, and, no, we've heard like Fravor and, and... Yeah, David Fravor. You know, amazing. Um, I mean, very believable. Yeah. But, but Kurth, uh, Kurth immediately started working for uh, Bigelow. And that's another big question mark. Um, you, you don't hear everybody him. ends up working for Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's never talked about it publicly. You know, uh, it, that's uh, I don't know. And that was back in I think he started working back in two thousand seven or something like that. I, I have that somewhere. Um, maybe it was two thousand. Maybe it was later, much later. But anyway, um, there's a lot of questions regarding that whole case um and you know the videos as well you know there's a lot of question about them did they have uh were it seemingly they weren't supposed to be released for public consumption um you know so there's a lot of questions about that whole the whole incident or maybe that was the impression created oh it's something secret they weren't supposed to be revealed uh-huh yeah 
you know, all of that sort of takes us off track from the central idea that, look, if we go back to the golden age of ufology, what people were seeing and reporting back then, you know, after World War II and into the Cold War, it was just beyond our technology period. There was just nothing that yes. could have been made back then. Then we had reason to think, okay, aliens are here. Alien visitation is a real thing. And to take it really seriously, maybe they're still here, or maybe they're really just, they've, they've done enough searching and they packed up and they've moved on and they're no longer here. And what people are reporting are other things, something completely different. Well, one of the things I've said on my show in the past that I kind of wonder, and it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on that, either one of you is, uh, you know, with all the planets out there that could have uh, could support life that we're finding. I mean, if you do the numbers, it could be billions and billions, trillions possibly. And how many, you know, what's the percentage of those planets in particular that would have intelligent life? It's still huge. And this is all possibilities, of course. We don't know. But I mean, why, if, if that is the case, let's just say that is the case, that there's a lot of intelligent life out there. Um, what makes us so special that we would be visited as much as we seemingly are? Gene? <laughs> Maybe it's because they seeded us. Oh, that's, that's very, very possible. I'd, I'd like to tell a little story about that because this, this goes way back to, oh, the 1990s, long before I really was looking into the subject at all. I had an insurance agent for life insurance. He was over my house, and he said to me one night, he was in Vietnam, and then he said, you know, I was in a special force in Vietnam where we actually studied UFOs. And I go, really? You know, I mean, again, this was back when I wasn't even looking into the topic. And he said, yes, we were, uh, we were studying them during the war. There was a lot of visitations. And he says, and they also are very interested in nuclear weapons. He started telling, you know, a few different stories. And I was just baffled. And I said, why are they here? And he said, because we're a Petri dish. He said, that's what the government, he go, I asked him what the government thought. And he said that he, they think we're a Petri dish. And this was, like I said, this was probably 1991 or two or something like that. Never been able to remember the guy's name. Or, I've tried to figure out how to get in touch with him. But, uh, but that was an interesting observation for me early on to listen to. Yeah, actually. Well, it makes sense in a way uh, when you think about it. Uh, if you wanted to do an experiment on living creatures on a planet. Well, Earth is filled with life. Earth actually is a really special planet. So far as we know, we are the only ones that have complex life on it at this point. It's, and not to mention technology as well. It, if you just get looking at, say, you know, videos like Blue Planet, or it's just amazing. Earth is an incredible world. I would turn the question around and go, why wouldn't they want to come here and visit us? Because it is such an amazing world. And I think we tend to take it way too much for granted. But how many more amazing worlds are there? You know, there could be many, many, many billions. 
you know, it's it's possible. I'm saying. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. And he, uh, your guest, by the way, yeah, Shostak, right? Like he is now working with SETI. He's heading the program yes. there, and he's done a huge turnaround in the last, uh, just I think, in the last couple of years, where he's saying that he figures within the next couple of decades we will find intelligent life, not coming down in flying saucers, of course, because he's still, you know, very not of that opinion that we are being visited or have been visited. But with the knowledge now that virtually every star out there has a planetary system, those numbers you were talking about have gone up substantially. And it's just a matter of us continuing to look and we will find them. And for him to say, you know, within a couple of decades, that's pretty amazing. Coming no, up, that's so. called a that's called a fun drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I sort of got into a debate with him about UFOs, and he said, "Give me one bit of UFOs that you could put in the Smithsonian Museum for evidence." And I said, "All right, why don't you put black matter uh, and dark matter in the Smithsonian Museum?" You know, and I sort of got him there. And, oh, good and, uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. But and uh, how did he respond to that? I guess we'll he, have to... he, he said something about, well, we know the planetary, I uh, forget exactly what he said, the planetary movements are, or something like that. Or, right. It's all inferred by by yeah. celestial mechanics. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I think we can infer with at least the same degree of reasonableness that the alien craft are real, too. I mean, what else is radar, like we were saying before, and visual for that matter, radar visual. So, okay, but uh, this guy's suggestion that it's going to happen 10, 20 years from now, it doesn't take much of a leap to then say, you know what, maybe they are here already. And we can go into that maybe in our final segment with Martin Willis. And that is, it's possible if there's going to be a disclosure or something to disclose, it's happening before our very eyes. Martin, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. With 
more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube. From the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive. The list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. Hey everyone, ProactiveMD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. ProactiveMD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece ProactiveMD system with free shipping plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Folks, we're continuing here with the final segment of the Paracast with Gene Steinberg, Jay Randall Murphy, and Martin Willis. And the topic of the ages here is, are we undergoing a gradual disclosure now? You know, so many people in the UFO field have said, ah, we need the government to reveal what it knows. Going back to Major Kehoe, possibly before, going back to the 1950s, wondering here, whether we just keep doing this over and over and over again. So considering that, is it possible that it's been going on? We discover the possibility of exoplanets, life-bearing planets. How many leaps does it take to go from there to, okay, I guess they're here now. I saw there's a, a video. It might be on YouTube or something like that. It was filmed sometime in the 1950s, and there was an older gentleman there with a derby. He said something like, I really feel like we're really close to knowing. And he said, I just want it to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> and I wonder how many people have said that, um, you know, over the years. Well, um, we old codgers, I speak for myself, 
kind of sort of hope it's going to happen soon so we're around to see it or maybe et yeah. will come here and bring us stuff that will make us live longer now randall is younger he's not a young whippersnapper but you know he has a little bit more time i have no idea of your age martin over 60. well then you don't have much time either well we're all over 60 here on this show and okay just think it- about this way <laughs> this show this week our guest list and the hosts are all old white men <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's a sad state of affairs isn't it well you know a lot actually that's the thing i mean you've been around since the golden era of ufology gene it's amazing I've been around actually. forever and i wrote the very first no I mean, when people, when, when we're gone, when our generation is gone, that's when we move into the whole next era of ufology, you know, the postmodern era. And that's going to be happening, what, around, I think if I calculated it all out correctly, somewhere around 2020. You know, we're moving into that now. 2020, I think I'll be around possibly. I don't know how many young people are actually at conferences, but I do know that, I don't know if you ever run analytics on your podcasts, and, but when you get the demographics, there are a lot of people, 18 to 25, that are listening. It's um, so more difficult for us because it's not just the podcast. We're on a regular radio network, and mm-hmm. they distribute the podcast too, and they stream it on their site. So it's a lot of numbers that have to be coordinated and sometimes they don't come as easy as we want. It's very rare for young people to like get out and drive and go somewhere. But there are young people that are, you know, watching things on YouTube and listening to podcasts, things like that. They will go to Comic-Con. Exactly. They, they that's where you'll see them. They will get up and make the effort to go and 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 dress or whatever it is they're doing, but they do show up there. I spoke to someone in the UFO field, I forget what it was, and they said that they were actually going to be at a Comic-Con with a booth. And I said, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. You know, there are definitely young people going to those. And I, I think that's the exception out there uh, as far as young people go. You know, you're talking about disclosure, whether soft disclosure, I've heard people say, call it you know, is where we're at. I, I don't really know if that's the case. It will be interesting. I'm, I'm glad I'm in this now because I feel like there is some type of forward movement. I just don't know how far it will go. Well, you know? Bassett feels like it, there's going to be disclosure and he's moved his uh, offices to Washington, I believe. So yes, I think you made a really valid point back at the beginning. Some people already think there's disclosure. I don't think we need it. People who are in the know, people who've studied ufology and done their homework and are reasonable people, it's just unreasonable not to think that alien visitation is a reality, or at least has been in the past. But like I was just saying, we had the early modern era and then the modern era, and then the postmodern era is coming up. We're getting into 2020. It's almost like science fiction. I'm writing the dates down now, and I'm going, I can't believe I've actually lived this long to see all of this stuff. <laughs> if if we go, say, from 1947, I think the, the sort of the exact year we're looking at is around 2027 based on current life expectancy rates. But, I mean, you know, 2020 is where it's going to start. By 2030, there's going to be 
hardly anybody left who actually remembers anything from 1947. There's people out that don't even believe we landed on the moon in the 60s. Hmm. There is a new TV show on the Apple TV Plus called For All Mankind. It was produced by Ronald D. Moore, who worked with Star Trek and did the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. And the theory goes is this, that the Russians beat us by a month to the moon. What are the consequences? Hmm. That could be a fun show to watch, kind of like, you know, what happened if what if, if John Lennon had never been shot or the Beatles never existed. I mean, I, yeah, I, I do love the, you know, some of the premises of some of the entertainment out there. But this is a really very serious thing that we're talking about. I mean, if if alien visitation only happened back in the 40s and now we can't tell if it's really going on or not. And anyone who was alive back then to remember it and have firsthand accounts of it is are gone we may never know what really happened are you talking about specific cases or are you talking about in general whether or not actually earth has had alien visitation back then when we who do the studying know that it must have gone on and have had our own ufo sightings up to a certain point in history right when I had mine, it was back in the 70s. I don't think we had any technology back then that could duplicate what I and my friends saw. But as we move into the 90s, the 2000s, the 21st century, we can't know anymore. So all of the, the sightings that were happened back when people were alive, these people are getting old. They're not going to be around that much longer. People saying the space program and the landing on the moon never happened. How are people supposed to believe alien visitation was real? I mean, this whole thing, Earth may have been visited and future generations may never, ever know. Disclosure may never happen. Well, it depends there on whether it's something to continue to disclose. I mean, it doesn't have that romantic allure if we say, well, you know, at one time we were possibly visited by beings from other planets, but they left us for whatever reason. Maybe they just didn't like us. Maybe they are body odor. What we're going to have to do in terms of leaving is to end this program in the next few minutes. So, Martin Willis, please tell my listeners if they want to know what you do, yeah, where sure. do they find you? All right. Well, I have a YouTube channel. That's Martin Willis Live Shows because I actually do some live shows on antiques on there as well. And then podcastufo.com every Tuesday night at 6 to 8. It's kind of early for the West Coast because it's Eastern time. Live streams of the podcast is available. The full podcast is available to subscribers or through Patreon. Uh, one hour podcast is always free. And again, it's every Tuesday and uh, have some interesting guests on and uh, we talk like this conversational <laughs> thank you you can find us on twitter if you look for the paracast check two official paracast fan clubs or communities or groups or whatever's on facebook we also have a subscription service too and it's called paracast plus and here's how it works we give you a version of this show full show free of the network ads because we run the same number of ads as any other network radio show so this is network ad free Enhanced quality audio, so all the other guests sound better. I sound the same, don't know why. 
We also offer a special add-on called After the Paracast. After the Paracast could be color commentary, extra interviews, guests saying, you know what, we're going to continue for another 30, 45 minutes uncensored. No FCC limitations with After the Paracast. And one more thing, Martin Willis will return on this week's episode of After the Paracast. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. Martin Willis, it's good to have some sane people like yourself involved in UFO research and broadcasting. We need more of you. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>